yo, yo, welcome back to the Made for More podcast. It's your homie, Jonathan Tackett, with my guy, Romeo. Wait, Roman Lancaster. Roman Lancaster. Yeah, the teachers call me Romeo. For real? Could you be flirting with girls? Oh, no, I wish. (laughs) (laughs) You wish you were flirting with girls? No, girls just flirt with me, yeah. (laughs) So why do they call you Romeo? That's a big question. Well... I used to play basketball, and oh. and mind you, I was like five foot, like nothing. Oh, did right? you have bunny feet, bro, or what? Bunny feet? Uh, can't I don't really know what that means. Bunny feet, bro, hops? Like, like hops, yeah, oh bro. Oh my gosh, yes, of course. No, I'm just kidding. I did not have hops. <laughs> I was five foot oh, and uh, I didn't really, I didn't really make a make a difference on the court. So they call me Romeo for no reason. Interesting, because Romeo made a big difference in Shakespeare's life. Yeah. So, wait. Because Romeo oh. and Juliet. Oh, he did. Yeah, bro. Like That's crazy. I want to start calling you Shakespeare because you're just words of wisdom. Like everything oh. you said was just straight bars. Bars. And so they called you Romeo because you just spit the bars like Shakespeare. Dude, I wish. Mm. I wish. No, nah, oh. they probably did. No, you're right. They probably did. You know, they just didn't know, but they did. <laughs> they did, bro, because you spit in bars. <laughs> so we're sitting here at the ping pong table. I'm going to crack something open on this mic. And for these listeners, if you know what this is, at the same time, Roman and I are going to crack these open. If you can text me what this is, I'll give, I'll Venmo you $5. All right. Ready? Three, two, two one. Oh, oh bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was not even close to. <laughs> you said three, went on two. <laughs> All right. It's okay. So if you can guess what this is, I'm going to take a little sip as well. <laughs> Refresh. <laughs> I don't actually what drink, drink like makes that. you cough? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So speaking of spitting bars, I'm gonna use that as a, as a transition, my man. So there's this phrase that that we say for any listeners out there who follow us on the Instagram or our YouTube channel called Faith Reloaded. What's the what's the phrase we say, Roman? Uh, as the kids say, load the clip and spray the script. Ooh. Now, from Shakespeare himself, why do you think that that is important? Shakespeare. Oh, that's me. Uh, so, when you're following Jesus, think of it like this. Would you want to go throughout your day without knowing what your creator has to say? Ooh. I'm going to stop right there. But what we need to do and when we're living our lives, it's like we are, we're wasting our time if we don't read the Bible. And we're wasting our time even more if we read the Bible and just forget about everything that we read that day. Or read that morning. So mm. what loading your clip does is not only reading the Bible, but memorizing it. Because when you memorize it, you can tell it to other people. And not only are they impressed, which is kind of cool, but they are encouraged by the fact that you really love the words that your creator is saying. Like, you value it. And whenever you load your clip, you spray the script. You don't just memorize it for yourself, but you encourage others and teach the Bible to others because you memorized it. And, man. Reading and memorizing is so valuable, but people don't really know it. Man, I think it's important because a few things. Number one, it's like your back pocket Bible. You know, you always got to have it on you because you're not always going to have the Bible with you wherever you go. Unless you take a small Bible, like a dagger. A little dagger, you know, that he's a sword of the spirit, but this one's like a little dagger, you know. That's great, but at the same point, if you have scriptures written on your heart and you have that memorized, then you're always prepared for battle. Because the thing about it is, it's called the sword of the spirit. Not the not the manual of Christianity. It's the sword. Now, why do they call it a sword? Because it's supposed to be used for action. You're supposed to battle with the Bible. Like, because ultimately, if you're a believer and you're in Christ, then you get to fight 
every battle from the victory. Meaning, Christ's already won because he's defeated the grave. And your only adversary is who? Who's your only adversary, Roman? The devil. The devil. And so, has he already been defeated by God? Yeah, he's done for. Bro, he's toast. Now, so, but if he's still our adversary, he's already been toasted by Jesus Christ. And the John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. And God's the one who put him in the grave and put him in a spot. Then we get to fight every battle from the victory if we're in God. And how do we get in God? Well, I mean, through salvation, but also through the word, because if the word is God, then if we're in the word, we're in God, staying rooted in truth. And Satan's only tactic is lies. So loading the clip and spraying the script is valuable upon many levels because one, it's written on your heart and you're always ready for action. I feel like a lot of believers find church as a spectator sport. Yeah. Yeah, And one thing that I found to help me the most is because when people, when people think evil thoughts, hateful thoughts in their brain, whenever they have a lustful thought or when they get angry at say their sibling, you know, People say, or what not people say, the Bible says that that is murder when you hate against someone, even when you're just thinking that. Mm. And there's, it's very difficult to fight against your own thoughts because, you know, our flesh doesn't allow that. But what can allow that is if we replace those terrible, horrible, sinful thoughts with the word of Christ. Mm. And I just like, there's so many times throughout the day where I'm like, dang, what am I even like? I, I swear, I sometimes have short-term memory loss where I just don't be thinking at all. But when when I am thinking, when my, my mind is running, I try really, really hard to replace whatever evil thoughts I may have with Scripture. Mm-hmm. Instead of having lustful thoughts, or Philippians 4 verses, nope, just one verse. Philippians 4, 8 says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Bro, look at you having your clip loaded, bro. <laughs> Come on. It's just, that is, <laughs> there's literally nothing that can like, there, there is nothing that can stand in your way when you have that memorized. It's it's kind of crazy. I wish I wish more people would realize that. And the only way we can get more people to realize that is out by telling them. Because nobody's going to realize them unless we tell them. Come on. Yeah. That's so true. So, you are still in high school, man. Tell me about what that's like, because that's got to be difficult. You you face lies all the time. I mean, people coming at you, your identity's always on the line. So, how do you go about, and what scriptures do you cling to, to defeat the lies of the drama and stupid stuff that you find? Like, something you say, like, man, I don't want to date, because it's just a waste of my time. And it's just like, man, that's real, because honestly, high school kind of stupid <laughs> but so what scriptures do you cling to what are the what do you find as your foundation in jesus well <laughs> that verse philippians 4 8 i memorized that a few years ago actually and when i memorized that verse it is i think i've said it probably over i'm trying to think of a realistic number here probably around uh, realistically probably at least 10,000 times just again and again and again in my head because I found myself while I may not be like you know watching porn or doing all this other stuff you know getting drunk my my sin my sinful thoughts just wage war against my soul every single day and so it's like man I really gotta battle this because while people not be may not be seeing me sin it's just like we all are sinful and by nature and whether you believe it or not we can't ignore that and so we have to yeah yeah it's crazy and and what i've 
another thing I've been doing more recently, not another thing, another memorization, uh, what's the word, challenge, how I've challenged myself more recently. Over the summer, I memorized First Peter. And the while, whole book. Yeah, it he was. He memorized the whole book. And um, the reason I did that is because, one, when people asked me, what are you doing this summer, Roman? I had nothing to say. So I was like, memorizing First Peter. You know, usually you're not supposed to say what you're going to do before you do it. You know, you work in silence like Batman. And then mm-hmm. and you actually, it's a big reveal. But I'm not trying to tell everybody that I memorized First Peter because not that many people care. But memorizing First Peter, <laughs> it's like the most unreasonably crazy growth that like I've seen in my faith. It's because every single day when I when I'll, I'll be in the gym in between sets, you know, I encourage you to rest one to three minutes in between sets, whether you believe it or not. I hate to say it, but, hey, it works. Unless you're like a boxer or something. Don't be doing that. Yeah, 30, 30 seconds, 30 seconds. Uh, but in between those one to three minutes, what I'll do is I'll memorize half a verse, you know, a verse, maybe one and a half verses. Or if I'm wild, I'll do two verses in that little time. But I will be incrementally building my knowledge up of that book. And it, it it's crazy because people be saying things. And they would ask you a question about that and uh, something sinful or something they are about to experience. And you're like, oh, what? No way. It says this in First Peter. I can help them right now. Come on. Yeah. Because it's like the word is God. Like Theo Neustos, it's God, God breathed. And so that's what we get to, to root, to like build our life in. So if you're memorizing it, man, you are writing God on your heart. And it's like in Romans 12, it says to renew your mind. Renew your mind. And well, what does that mean? But at the same point in Psalm 1, Notice about blessed is the man who, who, who meditates on God's word day and night, for he is like a tree planted by streams of water. So okay, so we're supposed to re- re- renew our mind and be rooted in God's word, and that's what you're talking about, man. You're renewing your mind by washing Scripture over your thoughts, because the lies of of social being in school, being people, being outside, bro. I I struggle with lies, man, and to think of the good things, those are honorable, noble, and Thinking on those things, well, what are those things? I mean, things of God. And so it's like the scripture is telling you to memorize scripture. It's like, hey, think about scripture. Memorize scripture. Think about scripture. It's like, whoa, that's crazy. And just think about it. And how the, the people of old used to preach is they would stand in front of a crowd and <laughs> there would be nobody in the crowd that had a Bible. How people in the Bible time, like how, oh, I don't want to get this wrong, but how did Paul preach? Paul preached. Yeah, bro, Paul. Okay. Paul, Paul spit bars, bro. Yeah, I know. He wrote, but I don't know if... Yeah, he definitely preached. He, 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 spit, he, bro, he, got, he got dragged out of a city for declaring the word of God, bro. Uh, that's they that. beat him, <laughs> dragged him out. He took nah, the rope off his crazy. leg, stepped back in there to keep spitting biblical truth. Dang. Well, you can imitate the Bible characters and the Bible people by memorizing scripture, and then when you're telling others about the scripture... How church used to be is, again, they would stand in front of the crowd and they would straight up speak to people. And people wouldn't have a Bible in front of them to say, oh, he got that verse wrong. No, the pastors, the people that were filled by the Holy Spirit to share the word, simply just preached the Bible off the dome. Sometimes they had like scrolls or whatever they had in front of them. But most of the time, they would just be preaching off the dome. They'd be sharing the word. That, I mean, for Paul, he'd be sharing the word that he wrote like last night. But it it is so... There's so many ways that you can relate yourself back to, you know, the people of old. I love saying that. People of old. 
whenever you're memorizing scripture because that's that's how it was originally intended to be preached. And with that too, when you're like you're reading the Bible, you gotta remember the time in which it was written. At the same point, like you gotta be thinking context, context, context. So when was it written? And so when when you're reading the word. Think about what was going on, and that changes everything, bro. Mm. Context is key. People getting married at like eleven? No, not a, not. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe like maybe like twelve or fifteen. Mm. But yeah, it's there. Oh, there's so many things that are different from now from till then. Oh my goodness, you can't even. What's one of them? What's like a serious one, because I'm just going to come up with something stupid. I don't know, because here's one thing. that I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, too. So if I have, just hear, hear it again, because it, it spits. I mean, that's the truth of the matter. So when looking at Psalm 23, it talks about my cup overflows. You know, you're familiar with that? My cup overflows. And we, in our modern day and age here in America, like, oh, my cup overflows. Man, I'm going to be so I'm gonna be so blessed. He's going to give me so much. My cup going over. I'm going to have more than I need. That's what we think, right? But context, context, context. So I spent time in the Middle East, and they are very hospitable people. And so here's what I get out of Psalm 23, and it says, my cup overflows. Whenever they would sit together, they would give you a drink, and they would fill your drink for you. So I'd go into these houses in the Middle East. They'd offer me some tea. I'd take it. Their tea is super sweet. It slaps. When did you do that? Bro, this is back three, four years ago. So four years ago, I went with my boy, Jonathan Haddadio. Shout out to my guy. We went, over the, we went overseas for like two weeks. It was a lot of fun. Super fun. But what, what we'd go in these people's houses and we'd sit and they would give us a cup of tea and I would take a drink and they'd fill it up for me. I'm like, what the dust? I take another drink. They fill it up. I'm like, bro, let me drink my cup of tea. But then eventually they would stop filling up my cup. And I'm like, huh. And what I learned, they did that because they were too hospitable to tell me to leave. The indicator for when it was time for me to leave was they would stop filling my cup up. And so whenever Psalm 23 says, my cup runneth over, what I get from that is God is sitting there. He's prepared the table. He has you in the pastures, the still waters. He's restoring your soul. He wants you to sit in his presence so long that every time you take a sip of the cup in his presence, he's filling it back up immediately. He's filling it up while you're drinking from it because he does not want you to think for a single second that you are not wanted. He always wants you in his presence, so he's always filling up your cup to the point where your cup is always running over so you don't even think for a single second that you're not wanted in God's presence. And that's context because that's how they did it back then. That's how they do it over there. And so reading the Bible, thinking not – the Bible was not written in modern rich America. No. And so you got to view it from that lens. And so that's why it's so important at the same point. Like the Bible's complicated, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So what would you suggest for somebody who just thinks the Bible's too complicated? Well, there are different ways you can go at it. But one way I encourage you to not go at it, I'm going to tell you what not to do first. Well, don't ignore it. But in my AP Lit class, man, I cannot, st- I'm not going to lie. This is probably one of the top 10 worst classes. And it's not top nine, eight, seven, six, or five. It is what we do is we go and we read poems. We read poems and we go and we see the first word and it's like the and and she's like, what does this mean, guys? Like, how does this make you feel? And so they just go, they go, they spend we spend hours going over a few sentences and and while that's good and while that allows you to understand uh, 
I should not use the word good. I mean, while that's acceptable, it is, allows you to understand the text. There are times where not everybody can understand that deeply. And so you don't want to overcomplicate the Bible because, oh my goodness, can you? There are so many ways you can interpret it. But there are ways that you just have to go in before reading the Bible. God, just help me to understand what I'm reading. And so when you're reading the Bible, it's very effective when, what was, there was some method. It was the uh, here method. You can make like a here journal. And what you do is you go and you find a verse and you choose that verse. And then you think, you, you, you write down what you think that means. And you write it down how you think you can apply that to your life. But then how you want to follow up that here journal is what I do is I go on a website, Desiring God by J Pipe, John Piper. My man, my man, and Johnny P, bro. <laughs> and uh, John, John, oh, Johnny. Oh, that's crazy. All right. Thank well, you. <laughs> Thank you and what he does is he spends a few videos explaining these verses very carefully. Mm-hmm. And so you don't have to, to look rely- at the book series. Yeah, that's, uh, oh, my mm. goodness. He's, Bars. It's very good. You know. You think he gets close to overcomplicating it, but then he simplifies everything, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. But don't rely on your own understanding of the Bible when you're going into it. Be like, God, I'm weak. I'm not going to be able to understand this unless you give me the strength to understand this and the desire because reading the Bible is not simply, you know, you're motivated, but no, you have to have that desire. Just show up and show God that you care. Yeah, like, get really, in there. Yeah, it's yeah. hard. But at the same point, there's so many resources. Like you mentioned, the Look at the Book series, resource. GotQuestions.org, it's a resource. Faith Reloaded YouTube page, it's a resource. Like there's so many things out there to help you understand the Word. Because, again, like we're talking about the Word of God is important. And I feel like a lot of believers base their life off a book that they've never read. Bro, like what are you doing? (laughs) Get in there and memorize it. Why? Because, again, it's a sword. It's meant for battle we use church and we use christianity as a spectator sport like "Mm, pastor that was a bar run it back say it again but it's like that is said to build you up and to equip you to go forth and share the gospel with others but also get your guard up because satan's coming after you yeah yeah that's crazy so Uh, not enough people understand not enough people understand but you guys do right all these (laughs) listeners (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you guys. So, yeah, like, as we're wrapping up here, just a few closing thoughts is it's it's not an age thing. It's not like a, well, once, you know, I get out of high school, once I get out of college, then I'll spend time memorizing scripture. Once I get to that age, then, you know what, then I'll find it's important. It's like, no, if you profess Christ as your Lord and Savior and you're going to commit your life to that, then read him and get to know him because he is the word. The word is him. And I feel like a lot of people are just lackadaisical about getting in the scriptures when that should be your first priority as one who professes Christ. It's not an age limit like, oh, I'll do it when I'm older. It's more important. No, like do it as young as you can because if you raise a child up in the way you want them to go, they will not depart from that way. Talk about the Bible. Like that's what it talks about. When you're rooting yourself in truth, no lie can come against that. My siblings, when they were younger, they would have to, like, on, on Saturdays and stuff, they told me, they were like, Roman, you don't even have to read the Bible as long. <laughs> like, it just sounds stupid to, to even say that now, but there, I think it was called Bible Bee or something. I don't know. It was something going on in Chicago. Extra holy. Oh, okay. Do you know what it is? No, I'm, okay. not, I'm not extra holy. Never mind. All right. But <laughs> <laughs> what they would do is they would, like, read and analyze and memorize for two hours, and they were, like, eight years old, bro. They was It was young, and they would do it from, like, eight to ten, and... And I always see them, when I see them in their free time nowadays, they're like, 
they are consistently reading their Bible, even in their free time, just because of that drill again and again, reading your Bible. It's like, I mean, they formed that habit, bro. It, it, it is a habit, and it has to be formed. I don't know how, how many how many days did it take to form a habit. Well, it takes twenty one days yes. to start a new habit, okay. but it takes ninety days to have it as like first nature. Okay. Okay. Well. There you go. That's all you need right there. Um, you can start reading your Bible consistently. And, and I, it's like with prayer. You don't have to pray for like 20 minutes when you pray. There's some people. Oh, we could talk about the Memphis Conference. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> nah, just go to Instagram on Faith Reloaded. You'll be able to see it there. But there are people who want to pray and be like, oh, Lord. They'll be praying for like 20 minutes. And that goes the same for reading the Bible. It does not take I mean, I encourage you to spend as much time as you can and a lot, a lot of time mm-hmm. to Come on. encourage yourself through reading the Bible yep. or for God to encourage you. But, you know, if it if it really is difficult for you, spend like start with like five, ten minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I encourage you to build up eventually and be reading your Bible more and more mm-hmm. as, you know, as you, not even as you grow up, but as you become more developed in your faith. But it, it, it's not complicated. Show up and show God that you care. Get in the word, because if you're basing your life on it, you need to know about it. So with that being said, that's my closing thought. Get in there. Yeah, yeah. What song is that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, get in there. Read the word, because you're basing your life on it, so you better know about it. Load that clip, and brr, spray that script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>